Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. Today, you and I are going to celebrate something really special. And for me, it's something pretty surprising as well. Did you know that this week, Wednesday, September the 13th, marks the three-year anniversary of the podcast? Three years! Seriously, who would have ever imagined that I would have the discipline or the focus to publish a podcast, the same podcast, for three years straight? Wow. And when I say we are celebrating, I really mean we, because the honest truth is, if you weren't here listening to this podcast and tuning in each and every week, then I wouldn't be able to keep publishing it. And that's the absolute truth. If I woke up one Monday morning, if I logged in to Libsyn to check my stats and no one had downloaded the episode, like zero people, then I'm pretty sure I would have given up and thrown in the towel. But fortunately for both of us, that never happened. And instead, we have experienced a nice, steady growth of the podcast month over month. And I have you to thank for that. And I know that some of you have been listening from the very beginning and you have listened to every single episode, which I think, quite frankly, is amazing. So this episode is going to be a mini celebration for all of us because together we achieved this. And the theme is going to be don't give up because as the great one, Wayne Gretzky was famous for saying, you fail at 100% of the shots that you don't take. And I want you to use this episode as a tough love reminder that whatever dream you have buried deep inside of you, don't give up. Just find a way to get started in some small way and then be consistent ever after. Or if you've already started and you're halfway there, or even if you're just a couple of steps away from that finish line, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Success is coming. You just have to find a way to keep going. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to share my biggest lessons from the podcast. Then I'm going to share the biggest stumbling block that I have faced consistently along the way. And then in the last segment, I'm going to share a secret weapon that I have used to boost my self-confidence. And it's something that you're going to want to be able to try too. And I guarantee it is not what you are expecting to hear. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Now, in the intro, I said that I was surprised that I had the discipline to keep going with the podcast all these years, and that is the absolute truth. When I think back to starting the podcast, wow, that was exciting. I remember how I found out about podcasts. I remember the exact moment that that seed was planted. And then I also remember the exact moment that I decided I was going to do this. I remember what it was like to put the plan together. There were so many exciting things to do, all the little steps along the way. I did the research. I figured out a name, a strategy. I did the artwork, the branding, the photos. And you have to remember, I have a background in marketing, so 
launching a new project like this, well, that's just exciting for me. It's not only in my zone of genius, but it's also exciting. So as I reflect back on all the steps that I took to launch this podcast, I wanted to share some of my biggest lessons that I learned along the way, not just in the launch, but what it took for me to consistently be publishing every week for three years. So here are my five top lessons, and really, they can be applied to any project that you are facing or something that you want to do. I have five lessons for you. Number one, here we go. Be passionate. Focus on being passionate and loving what you are doing. Your expertise will come later. I had absolutely, I promise you, zero experience in broadcasting or creating content in this way, but I didn't let that stop me. I had a vision of what I wanted to create and I just kept moving forward towards that vision. When I look back to those first couple of episodes. Oh my gosh, they're so crappy and so rambly and the sound quality is so bad, but that's okay. You can't expect yourself to be an expert before you even start. You have to get started and then the expertise will come later on. Tip number two, leverage experts. Now I talked to a lot of experts and I surrounded myself with people who knew more than me and I asked a lot of questions. I said earlier, I joined a group called Podcasters Paradise. So I took an online course to figure out all the steps along the way of everything I needed to know about a podcast. And that gave me all the answers. So tip number two, leverage experts. Tip number three, trust your gut. Now I remember As part of this group that I joined, I remember getting an expert in broadcasting offer to do uh, a listen to anybody who was about to launch their podcast and give us feedback. And he had a couple of decent pieces of advice that he gave me. And then there was one piece of advice that really didn't sit well with me. It rubbed me the wrong way. And I remember one of them was that The one that I didn't agree with was that don't give people who listen to your podcast homework because people don't want to listen to a podcast and then have homework. And I remember thinking to myself, "Mm -mm, you don't know my avatar. You don't know my listeners. My listeners are personal development junkies just like me. And they love, love, love getting homework. So I listened to his advice that I agreed with. It made sense to me. But I trusted my gut on the one thing that really didn't sit well with me. Tip number four, start without all the answers. Now, as Oprah says, just know what that first one next step is and then keep going after that. And I wish I had a perfect formula for how all the content was going to unfold, how it would shape up and, you know, really have that perfect formula of how to build a conscious business. But I didn't have that in the beginning, but you better believe I have that now with more than 150 episodes. I know fully exactly what the roadmap is and how to walk people through that process. But I didn't have that in the beginning. And if I had waited around to have it all figured out, then I would have never started. And tip number five, let go of perfection. So I've confessed this before over the years, but I am a recovering perfectionist. And I really, truly am. 
And I used to believe that something was either perfect or it wasn't done yet. And I have a let go of that belief. I can honestly say that I do not believe that any longer. And as an entrepreneur, if you do believe that, then you won't ever get anything done. You have to let go of perfect and you have to get something to at least 80% right and then just believe that it's good enough, especially for someone like me who used to have really, really high standards. So let's recap those five biggest lessons that I learned from the podcast. Be passionate, leverage experts, trust your gut, start without all the answers, and let go of perfection. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of things standing between you and your success. A lot of potential stumbling blocks, let's call them. There is fear, right? The fear of success, megaphobia. There is fear of failure. There is imposter syndrome and that incessant voice that keeps telling you you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, and you're not an expert, and nobody's going to listen to you. There are your sneaky little saboteurs. There are your limiting beliefs. There are your haters. All kinds of things standing in your way. But hands down, the biggest and the trickiest one that I have had to face with this podcast is, are you ready for it? Shiny objectitis. Now, bear with me as I explain what this is because you're either going to be in one of two different camps. You're either going to completely relate to me as I explain this and think, gosh, Julie, get outside of my head, or you're not going to relate to it at all, but it's going to help you to understand the behavior of someone in your life who most likely drives you nuts. Either way, you're going to benefit from understanding what this is. Now, shiny objectitis is a real thing. It is the obsession with doing new and exciting things. People at risk of this syndrome are people who love new, who love change, and they find the prospect of starting new things actually more exciting than finishing something. And I believe that a disproportionate amount of entrepreneurs suffer from this just simply due to the nature of what it takes to be running a business. People with shiny objectitis are also typically addicted to the edge. They love leaping. They love trying new things. And let's face it, this is absolutely a great thing for an entrepreneur because there's a disproportionate amount of new in your life. But like all good things, there is a potential downside to shiny objectitis, and that is that sometimes we give up on things too soon because we're too excited to start the next big and exciting thing, the more exciting thing. And as much as it is great to be a builder, to love starting new things, I can also see this as a potential downfall. So over the years, I have had to really temper myself in the tough decision to either stick with something or to cut bait and to move on to something new. Is something really not successful or am I just biased because I want to move on and start something new? Because I would prefer to start something new than spend the time growing something that already exists. And as you know, this sounds like kind of a cute little problem to have, but you know, the truth is it's a big problem. And I know that I am not the only person who struggles with this. So the reason that I wanted to share this 
in this episode is that I think this explains why our milestone here of three years is actually a really big deal for us because let's be honest, I get bored really easily. I get bored sometimes just even writing my own name over and over again, the same name. So knowing that I suffer from shiny objectitis, well, that just makes it that much more of a milestone to celebrate. I've kept the same title of the show, the same artwork, the same overall purpose of the show. However, I have managed to tweak a few small things along the way, like the music, like, you know, fitting in the odd interview, changing the intro and the outro for the show. And that is an absolute necessity to me because changing these tiny little things, it has helped me to stay interested in the project. And I'll be honest, any tiny little changes to the show are not, I repeat, not me being strategic. They are solely for the purpose of keeping my attention and giving me some form of new to add to the show without actually changing the show. And this is something really important that I want to be transparent about because I want you guys to learn from what I have learned in the show. So I have tried so many different ways of producing the show as well, which is something you would never notice, but I have tried batching. I have tried handwriting them. I have tried mind mapping them. I have tried doing them at the start of my week. I have tried doing them at the end of the week. I have tried doing them in a Google Doc and working with someone else. I've tried so many different things producing this show, and I'm still in search of the optimal, perfect way to get them produced. So if you're like me and you have a shiny object-itis problem, I feel your pain. I have managed to continue with this, and so there really is hope for us. There really, really is. So being conscious about what it is is the most important step to take. It is a blessing and it's a curse. So find a way to work with it. So I kept doing the show, but I found tiny little things within the show or how I produce the show that changed so that I could keep my attention and my focus. And for those of you who don't suffer from shiny objectitis, but you know someone who does, I I really am truly sorry. I apologize on behalf of all of us, but at least, you know, we're kind of kind of good and interesting, right? We're really good huggers. We tell good stories and we're pretty charismatic. And that kind of sort of makes up for it, doesn't it? Okay, so now I want to share the secret weapon for building self-confidence. And like I said earlier, this might not be the answer that you are expecting to hear, but it is absolutely the best thing that you can do to build your self-confidence. So this comes in a couple different pieces. First off, I want you to get started as soon as physically possible when you decide to do something. Take whatever baby step you can today to start bringing your dream to life. Now, I'm sure over the years you've heard me say that there is no such thing as the confidence fairy because it's true. There is no such thing as the confidence fairy. And I know that this is ridiculous when you hear me say it, but I promise I will stop saying it when I stop seeing it as a problem in the world because there are so many people out there waiting to get started on a project because they're waiting to feel confident about doing it. But that confidence is never going to magically show up because there's no such thing as the confidence fairy. Confidence comes 
from one place only, not the North Pole. Confidence comes from taking action. And I know it's hard because you think you need to feel 100% confident before you get started, but no, no, no. This is flawed thinking. Confidence comes from taking action. Taking action and taking action. Even if you take action and you fail, that is better than taking no action at all. Confidence comes from taking action. And the second way that you get confidence is building integrity with yourself. And here's what I mean by this. It's so simple, and I even hesitate to take up space by explaining it, but it's really, really important. So let's use working out or going to the gym as an example. If you want to build a new habit of working out in the mornings, let's say, then you make a plan of what you're going to do, and then you do it. And it's that simple, right? However, (laughs) a lot of people don't succeed when they set this as a goal, and it doesn't usually happen that easily. People struggle to build this habit and to do something consistently. Now, there's a few things that could go wrong, and, you know, they might try to make it too complicated. They might try to go five days a week, and that might be too much, and that's why they fail. But you are better off making a realistic commitment to yourself and making it really, really simple. Lower that bar to make sure that you are 100% guaranteed to hit it, to succeed. Which may be saying to yourself, you know what, I'm going to work out on Mondays. And you do that consistently for a month or maybe for six weeks. And I would bet money that once you amaze yourself by hitting that goal for six weeks straight, you are going to be craving the opportunity to add a second day to your routine. But what happens is that most of us set the bar too high. And this is likely a saboteur that's working here. And we never ever hit the goal and then we fail. And then we beat ourselves up for failing. And then we downward spiral, rinse and repeat over and over and over again until we're stuck. So set the bar low and make a promise to yourself to get it done and then just do it. I call this being in integrity with yourself. And this, my friend, is one of the biggest things that you can do to build your confidence. Commit to doing something and then follow through on it, even if it doesn't feel like you're getting a benefit from it, even if it's so oversimplified, even if it's going to the gym for 10 minutes a day, five days a week, or one day a week, whatever it is, find it, do it consistently, and smaller goals are much more beneficial than setting goals that are too big and too unrealistic for you to reach. As a coach, I got to tell you, when clients are really, really, really in a rut, we sometimes ask them to build accountability with us to get them to move forward into action. And this is a great tool. But I got to be honest with you, there is nothing more powerful than building the accountability with yourself and then following through on it. That is a powerful way to build your confidence.
Okay, so it's time to start wrapping up this episode. I want to say thank you again. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for sticking around, for helping us to get to this three-year milestone. I seriously could not have done this without you. And I'm sure that you've learned a whole heck of a lot over these three years. I know I have, and not just from the content in the podcast. I have learned from the process of producing content every single week and being consistent. It feels amazing. I highly suggest you check out consistency. It is a heck of a thing and it makes you feel really, really good. So whatever it is that you are wishing you could do or could change, whatever dream you have, it's right out there waiting for you. So get started on it and take consistent action. Even if it's baby steps, even if it feels ridiculously simple, whatever it is, just get started and take consistent action. And if you are already on a path of making your dream come true, then keep going and don't give up. Don't get sidetracked. Don't question yourself. Don't listen to the naysayers. Just keep going. It will happen if you keep going and I guarantee that it won't happen if you stop. So to sum up the two tips for self-confidence, I'd have to say get started and keep going. Do whatever you need to do to keep going and stay in integrity with yourself. Get started as soon as physically possible. It might mean just making a list right now on your phone or sending a quick email and making a promise to get started on something. Follow through, follow through, follow through. And I promise as you follow through and you build up your self-confidence each day, you will fall a little bit deeper in love with yourself, which is, I have to say, a very smart, strategic, and beautiful thing. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.